0: This is ESPN Radio's Barton Hahn podcast. Barton Han on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, SiriusXM channel eighty, presented by Progressive Insurance. Yet it's neither Barton nor Han. I'm Jason Fitz, hanging out with Gabe Neitzel for the next few hours as we get you ready for all of the action coming up this weekend. Got a lot to get into over the course of the day. You can hit us up on the Dr Pepper Fit and Twitter feed at Jason Fitz at gneitzel16. That's how you get in. Also, you can call us, 888- say espn 888 3776. I have a sneaking suspicion that Mets fans are going to have a lot to say, and we're going to let you say a lot. 888- say-ESPN-888- 3776 Before we get to huge baseball news that happened overnight, though, we start today, game with some sad news. We want to get everybody updated this morning. I think the football world was a little rocked by the news that Franco Harris, the Hall of Fame running back, uh, obviously we know him for the Immaculate Reception, among other things, uh, has passed away. He was 72 years old. His son told the Associated Press that he died overnight. We do not have a cause of death at this point. But Gabe, this is obviously a, a sad day for so many football fans and also uh, just in the world of the weirdest timing and the craziest timing is that this weekend his jersey was set to be retired by the Steelers as they honor the 50th anniversary of the Immaculate Reception with the Raiders playing the Steelers. So this adds a heavy emotional moment to uh, to this game and obviously thoughts and prayers go out to Franco Harris and his family.
1: Yeah, just a couple of days before the 50th anniversary of that, the NFL clearly had a big plan around that with the way they scheduled uh, Steelers and Raiders this weekend. And it, it, it just, so many people had, he, he was kind of doing the rounds a, a little bit, trying to get ready for this game, getting the hype up for this game on Saturday night. And that's, I think, part of it is the, the suddenness of this because he was doing some of those media car wash interviews where he wanted to be able to pump up what's happening on Saturday night.
0: Yeah, you mentioned the suddenness of it. For that, to get a little perspective on it, ESPN Steelers reporter Brooke Pryor was on Get Up and said this about the last time she spoke with Franco.
1: I went to talk to Franco yesterday to ask him about the process of making the statue, what the statue means to him. He told me initially that statue was only supposed to be up six months. And he said, but it's still standing. And... It is eerie and it's it's surreal that I was with him yesterday, and he took so much time to not only talk with me sitting in front of the statue's twin at the Heinz History Center, but when we finished, there was a family, a dad and his two girls, Reese and Mimi, 15 and 11, and they said, "Hey, Franco, would it be okay to get a picture?" They didn't just get a picture; they got a whole history lesson. His schedule was jam packed this week. His wife Donna was standing right there, and she kept saying, "Franco, we got to go. Franco, we have things to do." And he stood there and he kept talking with them. And when I think of Frank Harris, that's what I think of.
0: Loss is always incredibly difficult for families to deal with, gay. But I think about this at, at Christmas, particularly in the holiday season for so many people, particularly Uh, it it adds an extra layer of sort of uh, pain that will come with this Uh, you know that's heartbreaks for everybody uh, in Franco's family Uh, it also adds just a different layer for it to happen so close to this moment Uh, incredible that we were hearing from him across all sorts of media outlets yesterday and today he's no longer with us so our our thoughts go out we will spend more time throughout the course of the show uh, giving you updates on as we get updates and reminiscing and remembering Franco Harris but thoughts go out to his family as he has passed at the age of 72. Uh, now, there's no easy way to go from something that sad and heartbreaking into celebratory sports, but that's what we're here to do is try and bring a little bit of uh, fun and excitement to everybody's day, and right now I'm not sure there's anything that I can say that will bring more fun and excitement to Mets fans, game because Mets fans, y'all call in. Be a part of Barton Hawn Nation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line, 888-SAY-ESPN. If you don't like to spell with your your numbers like me, it's 888 729 3776 ESPN Nation presented by Dr. Pepper in college football season without the delicious taste of an ice cold Dr. Pepper. The one fans deserve. Carlos Correa gave Mets fans what they deserve a 12-year, $315 million deal. So, no, I am not misspeaking for once, Gabe. No, I'm not making a mistake. Yes, everybody thought he was going to be a San Francisco Giant. Uh, There were some issues with the physical. All of a sudden, overnight, I wake up this morning and Devin, producer has texted me and said, well, the Correa news is our lead. And I'm like, what happened? (laughs) (laughs) He
1: is now a Met. it's it's absolutely insane because, yes, they had the press conference scheduled for yesterday and then suddenly three hours before it's canceled and, man, he he is going to the Mets. He's willing to move over to third base since they already have Francisco Lindor, but if you're a Mets fan, man, I I, I am jealous. I will say that. I am 100% jealous of you because I, I am sitting here as a Boston Red Sox fan, Jason, going, man, I wish my team would spend money, which is kind of hard to believe, you know, that I'm saying, like, I wish the Red Sox would spend money, but they're not doing anything And here the Mets are just Oh we're going to go out and get that guy We're going to go out and get Verlander We're going to re-sign a a lot of the guys That we already have on this roster We're just going to continue to spend more money Spend more money They're with the the tax that they're going to incur They're going to be paying like $500 million this year but Mets fans don't care. It's not your money. It's Steve Cohen's money. It's, it's, if you're a Mets fan, I cannot believe the excitement that you probably have. You are just counting down the days to March. And when spring training opens, you can actually see this team on the field start competing for a World Series.
0: I'm, I'm shook it though on how a guy, you know, what, what's that like being a, a Red Sox fan? Cause for anyone that doesn't know Gabe, like you're on air in Wisconsin. Like how, how do Brewers fans take that?
1: Oh, I can't imagine. So, if you're a Brewers fan, if you are, you know, like a Tampa, if you're used to a Tampa Bay Rays fan, Oakland A's fan, you're probably looking at what has happened this offseason, and not even just Correa. Some of the other crazy deals that have happened with with big time money and, and money that is being spent by the San Diego Padres, the money attempted to be that that they tried to spend in San Francisco with the Giants. Who, I mean, they they have to feel the worst. They probably they, they thought they had Aaron Judge for a couple of minutes. They thought they had Carlos Correa for almost a week before he ends up going to New York. But you're looking around. You're going, man. This is unfair. Like, the Brewers have zero t- five hundred million dollars in salary in, in salary alone with the taxes. Meanwhile, the Brewers are going to get around maybe one fifty, and they can't afford to make a mistake. With the Mets, they can make a mistake on one of these guys and still be able to recover because Steve Cohen is clearly showing he's cool spending money. Whereas the Brewers are going looking at that Christian Yelich contract, going. Man, it seemed like a bargain at the time, but now it seems like a weight as you're trying to figure your way around of being a competitive baseball team. The the haves and have nots just seemingly this offseason continue to get wider and wider in baseball, Jason.
0: But here's the thing, Gabe. Like I I hear you on that and I don't care. Now, let me be very clear. I've never lied to y'all about it. Like I am not a baseball fanatic. I'm somebody that casually watches baseball. I don't care who wins or loses. I'm somebody that goes to the stadium and, and has, you know, one more beer than hot dogs. Doesn't matter. What that count is if it's three hot dogs, it's four beers. All right, like I've got a I've got a whole system inside a baseball stadium. Like I'm the first to admit that I'm just a casual, right? So as a casual, I don't care about equity in the sport, about balance across the board. I want to see stars doing what stars do. And if a, if a team's going to go in and spend wildly, I'm all in for that because I love the star power of it. It's it's like the difference between a blockbuster movie or having like an indie movie. I'm a movie freak. I love any movie I can see. Right. As a movie freak, I want to see a little mix. I want to see indie movies get their love, horror movies get their love, holiday movies get their love, right? But, but as a, a casual, they just want to see Fast and the Furious 18. Like, that's all they want to see. That is what the Mets have built. This is what Buster Olney's had to say on Keyshawn J. Will and Max, our ESPN baseball insider this morning, about the massive amount of money the Mets are spending.
1: A $380 million payroll, to put this number into perspective, the luxury tax bill for the Mets in the upcoming year is going to be about what 10 to 12 other teams are going to have for their total payroll, Good Lord. okay? That's what where the Mets have taken the spending. Uh, for Mets fans, long-suffering Mets fans, it is a dream for other owners. It is the nightmare that they feared, when Steve Cohen was first considered to be an owner of the New York Mets, to have someone come in, rich owner of baseball, basically shove everybody aside and say, I'm going to do what it takes to win. Uh,
0: so he's Gabe Neitzel. I'm Jason Fitz. We're in I'm, I'm Barton Hahn on ESPN Radio. You guys can get in, 888, say ESPN, eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. 729 Gabe, the very end of what Buster just said, well, this is what baseball owners feared the hell did you expect like you thought you were gonna like <laughs> you were gonna bring a rich guy into the fold and then be like wait 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 now uh, come here well let's have a comment uh, steve come here right and we're gonna talk about this steve you're not gonna spend all that money right no man i'm not gonna spend like if you believed that a billion the richest owner in sports or the richest <laughs> owner in baseball wasn't gonna turn around and open the wallet man that's on you game
1: yeah, hundred percent. You're the one who let him in the door. You had the option of approving or not approving the sale of the Mets to Steve Cohen, and the owners approved it. Like you have no one to blame but yourselves. And I want to be I want to be perfectly clear about something as well, Jason. Like as a fan of baseball and talking about the haves and have-nots, I'm not mad. I'm not mad at baseball. I'm not mad at Steve Cohen. I'm jealous. Like that's the feeling that I have as a fan of not the New York Mets of not the San Diego Padres. I'm jealous of their owners and that they have the ability and that they. Have the, the. They have that wherewithal where they go, yeah, I don't care what it costs for me to win. I'm just going to go win. I am jealous of that, that the Mets get Justin Verlander and they go out and get all these other guys with Carlos Correa. It's. I'm not mad at anyone. It's more jealousy than anything else.
0: Yeah, like there are just certain moments where I can look around and say, okay, you're doing it right, and I think the Mets are doing it right. Like I don't even care if this has results on the field at the end of the day. Like An owner can't always impact whether or not this team works well together. All an owner can do, and I don't care what sport we're talking about, all an owner can do is sit down with the people that are hired to run the team and say, does this guy make us better? Does, Does this athlete, man or woman, make us better? If the answer is yes, all right, at what cost? And they give you an at what cost. Now it's up to an owner to decide, okay, I want to go ahead and just write that check. And if they do that then that's all you can ask for, right? At that point, it's up to whoever's in charge of personnel and whoever's in charge of managing or coaching that team day in and day out. It's up to them to cook with the best ingredients, right? But, like, unless we're talking about an owner that is just walking in and saying, well, you have to take this guy. that that You know, that could be a different situation. But outside of that, man, I just want owners that are willing to spend. Jose in Jersey wants to chime in. 888 say 888 729 3776 Jose in Jersey, thanks for calling us, man. What you got?
1: Yeah, man, this, this this he's turning into the next Jerry Jones in baseball. He, he's getting all the guys he wants. He's doing it the way he wants. He doesn't care what anybody says about him. I wouldn't be surprised if this man wins a world championship, the Mets, and he turns around, looks at the stadium, knocks it down, and just gives a phone call to the Jets and says, you know what, come back down here like the old days, and you know, let's make this a great place to play. I mean, it's insane. I never seen anything like this with the Mets, and I'm happy these guys are the owner. And hopefully, you know, next level, multiple championships.
0: Cave, I mean, I, everything you say it makes it like if I'm Cohen and I own a baseball team, I'm like, all right, step one, win a stack the roster. Step two, win a World Series. Step three, global domination.
1: Yeah, I mean, it all makes sense, and I completely understand where Jose is coming from. And to piggyback off your point, it comes down, if you are a fan of a franchise that has been struggling and maybe struggling for a very long time, start with the owner. Take a look at what the owner has done. And I don't think, the the one point I guess I slightly disagree with is maybe this is early Jerry Jones before he really dove in headfirst and became uh, the, the general manager as well, and he's holding press conferences. If you open up your wallet and then let your baseball people do the baseball things, If you're Steve Cohen, that's the best thing you can be. And that's seemingly what he's doing right now. He's going, yeah, if that's what you want to do, go sign somebody like Carlos Correa, who's going to be a cornerstone of this franchise. Yeah, go do it. I don't care how much money it costs. So it comes down to me of what is your ownership doing for you? And we we keep talking about the state of Wisconsin. I look at the Milwaukee Bucks here. The Milwaukee Bucks struggled for years and years and years. Got new owners. Yes, they had Giannis, but they built up and put pieces around him. They were willing to spend, go into the tax, and the Bucks won a championship a couple of years ago for the first time in years. Years. so that's that's exactly what we're talking about in terms of the owner is the one who can kind of dictate a lot of those things from the top down yeah and and when you
0: are dictating those things in a way that you're saying hey we are going to spend whatever it takes i'm in for that I, I, to me this only makes sense i do like what edward has to say though especially given this season edward in north carolina call it edward what you got man what are your thoughts on this
2: oh i'm excited uh I'm excited. Christmas came early for Mets fans.
1: Um, thank you, Steve Cohen. Merry Christmas.
0: Yeah, Uh, Look, and thanks for the call. You're not wrong. If you are a Mets fan right now, you are just feeling like all of a sudden the world is your oyster. And how wild is this going to make Mets Yankees next year, right? Like, I I know that the rest of the country, and and I can already hear, like, you all know, I'm from Vegas originally. I got buddies out in that city. I just did it right before we started our show. I did my weekly phone with the ESPN radio affiliate in Las Vegas. I can already hear people over there saying more East Coast bias. Look, it's not East Coast. Like, frankly, if anybody would ever say Spend to this level for the A's. Maybe we talk about them this much, to your point, Gabe. Like, how many teams right now would kill for this? But, but Yankees Mets this year is going to be wildly expensive and it's going to be wild to watch. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. I wish they would play more series against each other because it's becoming more and more interesting with the amount of money that Steve Cohen is willing to spend. But the, the reason why Dodgers and Padres has become more interesting over the last couple of years is because both of those ownership groups have been willing to spend gobs and gobs of money to be able to acquire the talent that they want in baseball. and. Uh, look, I'm with you. I don't have any problem with it. If this is, if these are the rules, everybody knows what the rules are. Here, here are the rules in order what you can do to compete. And in baseball, there's no cap to how much the owner can spend. So if you're willing to spend it, I'm not going to be mad at you for spending it.
0: Yeah. Rule one in Major League Baseball: be rich. Rule number two: choose whether or not you <laughs> want to spend all that wealth. So uh, there we go. We'll keep taking your calls on our triple eight say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. Also, glorious that we're talking about eight hundred million dollars worth of spending this offseason for the. Yet, all year we talk about fixing baseball. Like, seems like if an owner can afford to write $800 million, like maybe the sport doesn't need to be fixed. I'm just saying. All right, we'll keep getting into it. You guys keep reacting. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive, proud to support veterans and small business with their annual Keys to Progress vehicle giveaway program. It helps veterans move their lives forward since 2013. It's really awesome. Check it out. Learn more at keys2progress.com. It's catastrophic when you have any question about the availability of your quarterback. In this particular case, the
1: one that's playing at the MVP level. Signs right now are pointing to Gardner Minshew getting the start. He suffered that shoulder injury. It's on his throwing arm.
0: Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Spartan hot on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app SiriusXM XM channel 80. And your smart speakers. I'm Jason Fitz, hanging out with Gabe Neitzel. Shameless plug, by the way. you heard me hanging out with Harry Douglas the last couple of days here. Fitz and Harry starts January 3rd, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern, in this time slot on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app series, XM Channel 80. We'll be everywhere hanging out with you. Hope you'll give us a shot starting on January 3rd. Cannot wait for that. Harry doing great things today, by the way, on the TV side. You can check him out. Uh, he is part of the signing day uh, special that'll be on ESPN from 2 to 5. Uh, the signing days, it's wild. It, it's its own thing. I'm not going to bore you guys with signing day, but let me tell you college football heads today, like everybody's up in their fields. I will quickly remind every single person with the Twitter account that's a college football fan. If a kid, a kid, a kid, I'm going to say kid one more time. If a kid that just a couple of months ago was only worried about a promposal chooses not to accept your school... Be better and act like a damn adult. That's Just a just quick reminder for everybody that's going to trash some kid today for deciding they don't want to go to insert my favorite college here. In the meantime, one person that we all know about, the quarterback position, Gabe, Jalen Hurts, has been a real conversation. Sprained shoulder. We presumed he was out. But now we're suddenly hearing, hmm, maybe he could play. All of a sudden, there is some concept that maybe he could be ready. In fact, at the press conference, this is what Hurts had to say about his availability this week. It's a it's a it's a week where we're keeping everything business as usual. I um, you know we're playing a really good team, a really good opponent, and doing everything we can on a short week uh, to be at at full full health. So, from your perspective, do you think you have a chance to play on Saturday? Definitely a chance. Um, taking it day by day, though. You know, I, everybody knows that I'm dealing with something. I think that's pretty public; is out there. Um, I'm not one to really talk about myself. You know, obviously being a quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles, you, you can't run from that, you know. But um, I'm taking everything one day at a time with it and um, preparing versus a really good defense. All right, so we buying that there's any chance, game that he's coming in this weekend?
1: It just doesn't make sense for for me, it doesn't make sense for him to play. The Cowboys losing last week was one of the best things that could happen to the Eagles because it gave them even more cushion over Dallas in terms of winning that division. They have a two-game lead, so they've got a cushion over the Minnesota Vikings for that number 1 seed to get that by. This game isn't as important as it seemed like it was going to be a week ago before the Cowboys lost to Jacksonville. So to me, this is... Maybe you want to get him some work so he's not resting for too long if you end up with that bye. But coming back on a short week, it just doesn't make sense for him to play in this game to me. I don't know how you feel, but even if it's just a little bit of an injury, just make sure you're rested. Make sure there's not a possibility that this becomes something more serious that ends up nagging you going into the postseason.
0: Absolutely nothing that happens between the Eagles and Cowboys this weekend will define the season for Philly. Nothing everything that happens in the in the playoffs will. This is one of those protect him from himself. I think this is gamesmanship. They're telling you he might be ready to play just because they think that somebody's going to be fooled by that, but it is flat out blatantly irresponsible to put him out on the field right now. Even if he thinks he's ready to put out on the field, there is nothing to gain and everything to lose. One bad hit, one big moment, one tiny... And I realize Philly fans are going to say, well, you could get hit on any play. You're right. You could. I could get hit by a car at any point. Actually, when I was a little kid, had a car drive into my living room. Fun fact, uh, so I could get hit by a car anywhere. But if I'm walking in the middle of the highway, probably increasing my odds. Like if I'm injured playing injured, probably increases my odds to being injured again. What are you doing, Phil? Like just sit him down. Just keep moving and, and live. Just even if you even if you lose by fifty to the Cowboys, nobody gonna care when you get into the playoffs.
1: I do appreciate the gamesmanship they're trying to pull off, though. The things that Sirianni is saying, oh, he's one of the toughest players, and he's somebody who heals fast, like he's Wolverine from the X-Men. Oh, no, don't worry about him. He heals fast. He's going to be fine, so he might be able to play. And you might have to do that if you're the Eagles because you're looking to put that out there against the Cowboys, and your game plan is probably different, Jalen Hurts versus your backup in Garner Minshew. But it just doesn't make any sense to to risk any further injury for him. If you can protect it, I say you absolutely protect it to make sure you're ready for the postseason.
0: Well, those are our thoughts on it. We'll take yours. Triple Eight, say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. Also. Should they play Hertz? We'll ask another expert. Plus, we'll ask that expert how concerned the Cowboys should be about Dak. Are we over-concerned about the turnovers? We'll ask somebody that's way smarter than us next. Spartan Han, Jason Fitz, Gabe Neitzel, in for the guys on ESPN Radio.
2: Bart and Han.
0: Spartan Han on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Presented by Progressive Insurance. Gabe Neitzel, Jason Fitz, in for the guys. Again, shameless plug, Fitz and Harry starts January 3rd, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern. Please come hang out with me and Harry Douglas. Really appreciate it. Two quick things. Number one, I want to make a a passionate radio plea to Jerry Edmund jerry Edmond, if you listen to ESPN radio that's at dougie 490 i've seen the video of how you were treated at Allegiant stadium by other raiders fans i would like to buy you a patriots jersey of your choice dm me i'll take care of everything no fan should ever be treated the way he was treated in that viral video it is disgusting raiders fans on behalf of raiders fans everywhere be better one 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 of those people that that type of behavior makes an entire fan base look absolutely disgusting. Not every Raiders fan is like that. We all know that. Not every fan is bad. But this fan is embarrassing, and I want to try and take care of it. So Jerry Edmond, if you're listening to ESPN Radio, you can DM me at Jason Fitz. You can also call the show. I don't care. Any way that I can get your info, I will send you a Patriots jersey on me. Also, Gabe, I did math. And, well, let me be real, Gabe. Google did math. Oof. Yeah, I, I had okay, to go to, okay. I had to, can I also, like, I'm just going to be honest. I did the Google machine. It told me that Steve Cohen is worth $17 billion. Then I had to Google how many zeros are in a billion because like, I just wasn't going to figure that <laughs> out. Then I, once I figured out there were nine of those, I, I found a Google website that would let me figure out what percentage of 17 billion, 800 million is. That's how much this off season has been spent by the the Mets. So 800 million we keep talking about. So I was like, ah, what percent of his net worth according to the Google machine is that? Uh, it, it turns out that's about four point seven percent. So, uh, for perspective to anybody, if you had a hundred thousand dollars, it would be the equivalent of spending forty seven hundred dollars on your favorite team <laughs> to make them a juggernaut. Like when you when you put the numbers that way, like if you were worth if you whatever a thousand dollars, would you spend forty seven bucks on your fantasy football team? Because that's essentially what Steve Cohen has done.
1: Yeah, only it's uh, you know a little bit uh, higher level. Yeah, cuz my fantasy cuz the only people who care about my fantasy football team are me, whereas there are a lot of people who care about the New York Mets. And when you put it like that, it just It seems like a no-brainer decision. Like, yeah, of course, why wouldn't you do that if it's only that little percent of the money that you actually have to try and go and win a World Series?
0: Well, and Joseph the Demon uh, tweeted me and said, the Met signed a 28-year-old great player who already has a chronic back issue, two words, Don Mattingly, might not even make it to the end of the deal. That's why there wasn't a big market for him. Many teams saw the medicals and passed. okay my other side of that this is a pretty simple game if you signed and got it wrong then you'll just sign
1: somebody else you're rich you you, just, you find somebody else yeah he'll 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 spend another half percent of what he's worth and go out and find somebody else to play third base oh. it's that
0: simple right like you just we're going to keep taking the celebratory calls from Mets fans that are happy. Triple <laughs> eight, say ESPN 888-729-3776. I'm always happy to talk to the great ESPN NFL reporter, Kimberly Martin, joining us now as we get ready for some of the action this weekend. The big news everybody just talked to, just, just heard, I should say, Kimberly, on Sports Center as we came into this segment of the show was that the Colts have benched Matt Ryan will start Nick Foles. Uh, why, I guess, at this point in the season, what are they trying to accomplish?
2: I think once you have the worst loss ever, you allow a team to come back 33 points on you, I think you have to try something. Like you have to say, okay, let's just shake things up. Um, Because you already have a head coach who I dearly, dearly love. But you have a head coach who doesn't have any experience. You have a quarterback who's underperformed uh, a team that, Shows fight at times and then falls flat. Uh, You know, Matt Ryan was already benched once under Frank Reich. Um, I'm not surprised that we're seeing Nick Foles at some point this season, but how we have come to Nick Foles is somewhat surprising, especially because when Saturday got there, it seemed to reaffirm, you know, he reestablished Matt Ryan as the guy. And now, a few weeks later, it's like, uh, actually, on second thought, we're going to go with somebody else.
1: When you take a look at the the weekend of games, one of the ones everybody's looking forward to on Christmas Eve is Mm -hmm. Cowboys-Eagles. We'll get to the Eagles portion of that in a little bit, but I think the Cowboys have become under a lot of pressure as of late because they were looked at one of the favorites, now they've struggled. Because maybe Dak is turning the ball over, can they have the success they want to with the way Dak's been playing recently?
2: Well, I actually would disagree with you. I don't think that they have come under more pressure lately. I think this entire season... Has been, has has been um, more pressure because um, you've got you've got Dak being hurt. Cooper Rush comes in. Then it's like, oh well, what's going on with Cooper Rush? What's go you know What's going on with Dak? Is this team is good? Whatever. So and then Dak has come back, and since week seven, he leads the NFL with ten interceptions. So um, there's a lot of chaos um, around the league as far as. You know, what are the Cowboys? There are a lot of questions as well. Like, is Dak really going to be the guy? Can he lead them to the promised land of a Super Bowl? Um, I think what we've seen from Dak is some inconsistency since he's come back. But when you look at his career, he's always protected the football. That's why this season is an outlier. But it's not just Dak. It's this defense. Um, And it is – they have been inconsistent – The play calling at times seems questionable. And then Dak turning over the football also is a problem.
0: All right, Kimberly, before we get you out of here then, let's look at the other side of it real quick. Even if Jalen Hurts is cleared to play against this inconsistent Cowboys defense, would you play him?
2: If Jalen Hurts is healthy, no. Uh, If... As he is right now, I would not play him. I would not. I know uh, Jalen Hurts is a guy who is going to do everything he can. Nick Sirianni and A.J. Brown said he is a fast healer. A.J. Brown said, you know what? In the game, he threw a 68-yard pass to me. I didn't even know that he was hurt. So um, he's a kid that will try to play. I think this is why you have a cushion if you're the Eagles. This is why you have the lead for moments like this where you don't have to put him out there because if they needed these three games— he would make himself play, but you don't necessarily need him this week. You need him for January. But I will say, you need to see Jalen Hurts. In my opinion, you got to see him before the playoffs start. Because if he does not play three games, the final three games, and then they get the bye, that is 34 days of no Jalen Hurts on the field in a game. Like, that's the amount of rust that he would have to sort of knock off. And I would at least want to see him before the playoffs start. But this week against the Cowboys, I don't think there's a need to.
0: You guys can follow her on Twitter, at ByKimberlyA. Kimberly, always appreciate it. You are just crushing it, as always, my (laughs) friend. Uh, Merry Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to you and yours. Uh, We can't wait to catch up with you after the New Year.
2: Thank you, guys. You too.
0: Uh, Kimberly Martin joining us. Uh, you can, you guys are chiming in. You've stacked the phone lines. I understand why you've stacked the phone lines. 888 say espn eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. This is a celebratory day for the Mets. And Mets fans everywhere are yelling and screaming. There are some people in my Menchies right now trying to tell me that this this signing is a bad thing. I'll tell you why it's not. It can't be. It won't be absolutely definitively. We'll do that next. Gabe Neitzel, Jason Fitz, hanging out. In for Barton Hahn on ESPN Radio. Bart
2: and Han.
0: Someday we're going to make a show that's just the commercial breaks uh, of what happens behind the scenes. It's Bart and Han on ESPN Radio. ESPN App Series XM Channel Lady, You can also watch us I'm not sure you're going to want to watch this, but like I'm Jason Fitz hanging out with Gabe Neitzel. Uh, we're presented by Progressive Insurance. Uh, look, I- I'm just going to be honest, Gabe. I was I was letting everybody know that, and this is pretty normal for me. Like I do a pretty good Kermit Kermit D Frog, not the voice. Like Randy Scott does a great Kermit D Frog uh, voice. I do the the arms. Like there's a particular skill to yeah. get in your arms. <laughs> like you got like there's a whole thing that has to happen. So we were discussing this while I was also giving you my good Mickey Mouse impression, only to have like in this. Renee, working on the show, then reminded me that everything sounds better in Spanish because Renee tells us this. Go ahead, Renee.
2: So, uh, apparently, and, and I found this out a long time ago, but oh, sure, sure. in Spanish, Kermit the Frog is actually named La Rana Renee, which is obviously my first name. So, Could yeah. you just say that
0: one more time for us? La Rana Renee. Repeat it, Fitz. Repeat it. sounds so, rrr, so gonna, rrr, You got to roll the R. Rana rrr, Rene. But see, here's the thing. Like, I need a runway, Gabe, I'm like Rana. I like, I can't just do it. <laughs> well,
1: no, I mean because it's fun to do, right? I, <laughs> like, you just you don't want to just stop. You know, you gotta you gotta make sure you give yourself enough. Like that sounds so good. That's what we need to start calling Kermit the Frog just everywhere. I mean, That's how good that sounds.
0: I, I'm not gonna lie. Like I want to start using that as my name when people are like, uh, for for waitlist, like you walk to a restaurant, what's the name? La Rana Renee. I, I don't. I don't. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm just glad nobody actually the calls me that spice person. Spice you put
1: on the end of it too, the Renee.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Like, no. you
1: hold on to the end a little bit too. Yeah, that, that you're,
0: you're Gabe. You're not wrong, and that is just gonna be. <laughs> Wow, I don't know how to get us back on the rails. Uh, Carlos Correa, twelve years, three hundred and fifteen million dollar deal with the Mets. We're letting you guys chime in on that. Triple Eight, say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. We'll keep taking some of your celebratory Christmas calls. But first, Roy the truck driver. Like I've only been in this lot a few days. I've gotten to talk to Roy. I know Roy's regular caller. I'm getting Roy the regular as we're now calling him uh, in on this because like I need Roy to keep sticking around with us when in the new year when the new show starts. Roy, what's you I know we were talking about the Cowboys, and I know you got. A hot cowboy take. What you got for us, but
2: man, now come on, Dak will never produce. I feel so bad for Jerry. Jerry screwed up giving him that much money. Dak hasn't produced. He'll do something every time. He's he's just an okay quarterback. I don't know why the Dallas fans refuse to see this, but this just ridiculous. After what he did last year with San Francisco. He ruined it. That I'll never think he'll produce because that was just such a big screw up. There's no way Dallas will let you down. Every just keep watching. Like I told Barton Hines about three weeks ago, keep watching, watch him kill him. He'll just kill him.
0: Well, thanks for the call. Here's here's the only thing I'd say to that, Gabe. What quarterback doesn't like? There are like three quarterbacks in the NFL that don't screw things up. Everybody else has got like that. Like 99 percent of the quarterbacks in the NFL are going to eventually let you down.
1: You take a look at one of the best teams, at least one of the hottest teams in the NFC. The San Francisco 49ers are on their third quarterback because tr- keep, they keep trying to find the guy who's not going to screw it up for them. Like they decided to move on from Jimmy Garoppolo, then they had to bring Jimmy Garoppolo back and now Jimmy Garoppolo's hurt. So they're hoping that the seventh round pick can hope out, work out for them. That's, that's just the way this league is. I mean, so what, who's on the list of guys who aren't going to screw it up? So it's what, Patrick Mahomes and it's usually Tom Brady, Josh uh, Allen. Yeah. Yeah. Usually Tom Brady, but Brady hasn't been. I, do you trust Brady right now? No, no all. No. Yeah, I don't think you can. So I, I think the list is right now Patrick Mahomes, and that might be it.
0: Also, like uh, you know, they referenced the contract, and this, I do this constantly, but I just I, I looked it up on OverTheCap.com. dot uh, com. They do a nice job of giving us contracts. Average annual uh, contract by year, average per year of what you're making right now. Uh, Dak Prescott is the ninth highest paid quarterback at forty million dollars a year. That's his average. I only say that because directly above him, one above him by just a few hundred thousand dollars is Derek Carr. Below him is Matt Stafford, Kirk Cousins, Jared Goff, Carson Wentz, Matt Ryan, Ryan Tannehill. Who are those quarterbacks you trust more? Like he's (laughs) here's the thing, like, is he a top two quarterback in the NFL? No. Is he a pretty good quarterback that's actually only paid like a pretty good quarterback? Yeah. Like he's in a whole club of quarterbacks I don't trust that are all paid about the same to be who they
1: are. Yeah, he, maybe he comes through. I like his chances of coming through, but it, yeah, he's. When you listed off the the quarterbacks that are around him in terms of pay, it sounds about right. It sounds that's where he should be.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, to me, it, this is we we arbitrarily assign value to meaning greatness without looking at the context of everybody else's value around them. Gabe Nightso, Jason Fitz, Justin in Minnesota, calling in on the show. Justin, what you got for us? I know you want to chime in on the baseball contracts. What's up, man? So my my take is that. Uh, the, the, the MLB needs to implement a salary minimum. The whole fact that all us teams, you know, in the Midwest, we can't compete and we have owners that we can't kick out. Uh, if we're not going to share the TV deals, then they need to put a minimum on salary so that way we can kick out some of these cheap owners. Well, I understand why, as a fan, you want that, but are there enough owners that would vote for that? Because right now, like, here's the thing if you own the Oakland A's, you're still getting all that rev share. Like you're telling the world that you're losing money, which is really a cute thing that rich people can do. But Gabe, like, what's the incentive to owners to wanting to create a salary floor when the fact is they can use that whenever they want to as a reason to make money?
1: Yeah, there's absolutely none. And the players would want that, because if they set a salary floor, then the players will assumably assuming they would get more money. So the players would want that, and then the owners would want them to give up something, and it just doesn't seem like it's something that's going to happen. The one thing with owners, like you have out in San Diego, like you have with the Mets right now, that are going out there and spending all this money, you're finding out as a fan how much your owner actually cares about you. That, that's what you're finding out. I, I think you are finding that out as a baseball fan right now. How much does your owner care about you as the fan, or do they care about putting money in their own pockets like the A's have done for decades? Uh,
0: and there's a fan empowerment moment of this. Like If you don't like the answer to that, Stop spending your time, your money, your eyes, your resources on that team. Now I realize, my God, I do what I do because I'm a that's Raiders fan, right? I know, like I do what I do because of my Raiders fandom. I got a damn tattoo, like I'm that idiot, right? Like, uh, so the thought of ever giving up on Mark David, it's never going to happen. Like, I, I get it, Gabe, but like that's the real answer. If we don't like the way your favorite team's treating you, don't treat them right back.
1: Yeah, but they're banking on that. They're banking on us because I can't, I can't quit sports either. Like I was just complaining about the Red Sox. If I get a chance to go to Fenway this summer, you don't think I'm going to head over to Fenway and go to Boston, enjoy a Fenway Frank and kick back and enjoy some baseball? Of course I'm going to do that. And that's what every owner counts on is the fact that fans in mass, aren't going to quit sports because it's just not going to happen.
0: Yeah, it's ingrained in so many of us. Like, even if I said today, well, I'm never watching a Raiders game. I don't know why I use that voice, but even if I said that, the first time the Raiders were good, I'd be like, oh, I got
1: to watch I was like Raiders. Kermit after he had a couple of you know, shots with Jack Daniels. It's a little deeper, but you could still kind of hear a little bit of the Kermit there.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm dark Kermit, apparently. ESPN Radio's got you covered <laughs> for bowl game action. Tune in tonight for the R&L Carriers New Orleans Bowl. Coverage begins at 8.30 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. We'll get some expertise from one of our best in baseball next to figure out what to make of the Korea deal. Barton Hahn on ESPN Radio.
2: Thanks for listening to the Barton Hahn Podcast. You can listen to the guys live weekdays at noon Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen and watch the guys on the ESPN app. This
0: is the Barton Hahn Podcast.